All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Nation Network presents Coming In Hot. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. I'm Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan. Uh, we should point out one of the reasons the show, actually the reason the show is named Coming In Hot is from Bobby Ryan's very first tweet when he got traded to Ottawa. It said, Ottawa, I'm coming in hot. So uh, that's why the show is named Coming In Hot, if anybody wants to know. Um, I don't think you get any royalties, Bobby, for this, by the way. I was going to ask if I did, but okay. I actually kind of already knew that. So thank you guys for telling me that officially. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, um, somebody, somebody owes me a buck or two. <laughs> uh, I will send you Canadian. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, by the deal. way, you were so good. You, you were so good in yesterday's show uh, with some straight facts, if you will, about Thomas Shabbat and whatnot. That we're going to start that way again today. Uh, we're going to start with uh, U.S. politics, Bobby. Entire thing through a loop. I have all these notes, and um, none of those were going to go into politics. But uh, if you want to hear the reason why I'm some way, no. it's going to piss a lot no. of people off. No, Let's I don't. Start with that way. <laughs> I was just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah. you, you have right, to want to follow me on Instagram once upon a time, eh? Uh, did I, I thought I just muted you. You're not on Instagram anymore. Nope. No, 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 no. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Too many things said. 
Okay. It's too so, much. You know man. what? It, We're going to get to that. Oh, it got awkward for a second. It wasn't that bad, guys. It was, you know, it wasn't that uh, bad. I was just, you know, I, I, I was, no, just, no, but I was that's... just very, very. I'm going to, I'm going to get to, because that came up with Nikita Zaitsev. So uh, let me get to that yeah, in a sec. Yeah. Uh, first, uh, Artem Zub, by the way. So the Sens play tonight. They play the LA Kings. Uh, they're trying to, to continue rolling along here, but they do not have Artem Zub, who's out now minimum three weeks, but I think it's going to be long, longer than that with a broken jaw. Uh, I meant to look, neither one of you have had anything like that, I'm going to assume. Um, that's a tough loss for Ottawa to fill. Bobby? Uh, me first, thank you. Um, honestly, when he like, I mean, he came back to that game, so like, I I didn't really really put much on it. Um, but like, I, I like, it's kind of weird when the adrenaline wears off, and then you go back for different images right after the fact. Um, and then you go, oh no, it's kind of what he's done. Like we've all done that. You go back to, um, yeah, we'll play to okay, we have to get more images than this. And York can tell you the same thing. Like you just, you just get different perspective. Um, he probably like not the orbital alone, but like right here, what do you call this one? I don't know. He, he, he I mean, he fractured it. Like there's, yeah, yeah, there's no way around it. Like, um, but the fact that he finished the play, um, obviously they scored. So that's one thing, but, uh, and then he came back and played the warrior right <laughs> absolute yeah. warrior but the adrenaline wore off and he goes oh, okay this is probably going to be worse and it's probably this bone right in here um yeah 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 just uh just a tough situation because um i really like the player so it's it's a big loss for the team yeah it's it's it, it's it's a huge loss and we saw what happened last time Zub was out of the lineup, and then and then both Zub and and Shabbat is is a double whammy. But Wally, man, I thought you were a, a pretty good sleuth. I actually did break my jaw. You remember a guy named Dennis Arkipoff, Bob, Bobby? Guy played in Nashville. Yeah, big, yeah, big, yeah. Big, big sleepy Russian guy, and uh, man, so talented, but didn't pay attention in practice. So I'm. I'm doing a two-on-two in practice. The forwards crisscross. It's a dead drill. I go to poke the puck away. Friggin' Arkipoff, head first, his helmet into the side of my head. I hit the ground. Uh, I didn't get knocked out, but I I basically broke my, I hate saying this word, orbital bone. I still can't say it right. Cheekbone. I was trying to say it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's a tough one, eh? It's a tough one. Uh, So the orbital cheek and jaw i did the i, I broke i broke all three oh, while triple whammy uh, okay did the triple whammy go right to the hospital from practice friggin doctor had to peel my face back he's like okay you're just gonna go to sleep now and probably gonna have to put some screws in there so i wake up from surgery he goes great news he goes i took this little fork after i pulled your face back popped everything back into place and just like uh i get everything got put back together again uh, so but to, to, to the injury, to the point of the injury, it's really painful, man. Like, obviously, that was pretty severe. I actually cracked my jaw once, guys. And that just cracking your jaw is really painful. You can't eat. You can't – you're basically on a liquid diet for two weeks. So uh, when, when Zub gets back, he's going to have to wear the, the full bubble. It's going to suck. Anytime someone's in a scrum, someone's going to face wash him. And they're gonna, and it's, 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 it's brutal. So uh, I know how he feels. Um, 
tough, tough injury, and this this is going to be hard on Ottawa because we keep saying Shabbat's minutes have to come down. Uh, they ain't coming down anytime soon. <laughs> not with <laughs> Zubin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're not coming down at all. There's there's no way around that right now. No. Uh, York, you missed 13 games with a fractured cheekbone and then an additional game with a cheek injury. Hey, let, let, so let, I guess it's I can't 14. Wait. I, you That's know what, York, I can't wait till somebody breaks a finger. I cannot wait till somebody breaks a finger because this show is going to have a fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> You're the expert on that, right? Dude, do you know what the worst part about a finger is? Like, so um, Alfie said one time, and I'll never forget this, break my shoulder don't break my finger. And that was about like three, three times into it for me. And I was like, I, you just can't play. Like there's no, you know, everything that you do is there. And I was like, okay, you can shield this or you can shield that, or you can do anything. But every time you break a finger, mayhem, mayhem. How many times you break, how, how many times you break yours? Seven. You broke it seven times? Get some seven new gloves for God's seven. Get some new gloves. Buddy, there was a Twitter account called Bobby Ryan's Fingers at one point. It was insane. Like, I just couldn't. <laughs> like, I got back from one and another broke. And then it was like six weeks every single time. And then we froze them. And then, you know you know what the freezing is? Like, they take that, uh, um, uh, the shooting pain, the digital block. And they're like, yeah, you can play. And I'm like, I can't play. I don't, I have no clue what I'm doing right now because of the feel. It was insane. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Break my shoulder, not my finger. Yeah. Yeah. That it's pretty crazy. I kept a a running tally on Twitter. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I I have it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You and your faux hawk. It was because it's wild. (laughs) 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 Somebody just said the other day, I needed a comb. It's like I, just, I had to take a shot. I don't have to yeah, do anything with this. Take a shot. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah, fair. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, I thought about it all day yesterday. Yeah, your hair doesn't move. Your hair doesn't move. You don't need a comb. I I know, but pretty soon it's just going to be the Brent Wallace show. That's what's going to happen here between the yeah. two of you uh, yesterday and today. Uh, by the way, Yorkie, could you not have made the bed? And the bed is made. Look at this. I want I wanted oh, to do it from I outside, like... by the way, but too many kids crying out there. Too many kids. The morning at hotels, you go down early for breakfast when the kids are down there. Holy cow! Talk about uh, it's mayhem. It's mayhem. You look. So, you look on. like you had a little bit of. You, you look like you had a little SPS sixty there yesterday. Yeah, just coming yeah. down a notch. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, getting self conscious, Bobby making fun of the forehead <laughs> jesus christ no you could land the 747 on it still hey listen i'm still glad I, I still glad i got still glad i got the feathers at this age fellas and at least i'm not completely gray like some guys right we're off the really? rails again listen i'll take i'll take the full head of hair yeah i'll take it too hair. well almost, almost full see someone said i had electable hair that's all i i, I continue to go with that slogan <laughs> <laughs> you can work with that uh let's get so uh, let's get back on track shall we uh just so you know thomas shabbat and artem zub in the lineup the sends are seven and three without them three nine and one uh i don't think it's any coincidence but what does and i we keep saying this and i guess maybe we should just move on but what does artem zub do uh because he's not flashy in the slightest that is so good 
Uh, Yorkie, since you're the D, you get to go first. Do you know what he does? Um, there's certain guys on your blue line when they're on the ice, it's just calmer on the ice. They, it's 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 tough to to put a word on it, but I'd say the biggest thing to describe Zub is calmness. He's on the ice. He gets the puck. It's not stick handling the puck like crazy. He never does. I, I, you ever see these guys and Subban used to do this and guys where they do unnecessary spinoramas or unnecessary stick handles. Zub just gets the puck and he makes the play. And it's usually the right play 99% of the time. Uh, defends really well. Uh, just He's one of those guys that just checks all the boxes for what you want and the top four defenseman. Is he a, a number one? No, but he's a, he's a perfect guy to play with a guy like Thomas Shabbat because he's just stable, he's steady, he's calm. And those guys, to me, are so valuable because those are the guys that that make it easy for your forwards. When the forward comes back, the puck arrives on time. It's like having a good quarterback that gives his balls to the receivers in, on time on the numbers and and that's why he's so good he's just uh he's just a real calm presence and he just understands how to play the position the right way so i i i can't say enough good things about him um i just think he's the type of guy that every team needs you waiting for me wally i i would uh yeah, yeah. not say anything other than that um i think that what i like about zub is he always goes north um, there's, there's not a lot of backtrack in this play. Um, you know, it, it's one thing to say a, a good defenseman goes north between the goal line or b below the goal line, excuse me. But, um, he, he does it everywhere. He just finds the next outlet and that's it. He makes the play and that's it. And he moves on. He, there's nothing flashy. There's nothing sexy. It's a, aside from one celebration ever. And we're going to have to have him on to, uh, to break that down at some point. But, um, but there's nothing flashy. He just does the right play at the right time. And um, he's he's marked with thought to Eric Carlson, but lighter. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. You guys, yeah. Because yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. He's, a, he's, a meth, he's a meth type player, but meth was a lot more physical. So that was the only yes. the difference. Was meth yeah, yeah. That was, was meth. Was Meth in the Fat Club, Bobby? You said later. Was he in the Fat? Was he a guy with the calipers in the summer too? No, that. No, we hated that guy, man. We hated that guy. Um, meth <laughs> would just show up, and yeah. they'd be like, "Okay, maybe you're a little heavy, but never heavy in the fact that it, like his body fat was fine. He was always good. But then you would put guys on the ice that just translate it. Like Scott Niedermeyer is one of those guys that his body fat was always a little bit high. And then you just put him yeah. on the ice and you just let him go. And Meth is one of those guys. He's a, just a, a workhorse. Um, and you let those guys go, right? But um, yeah, Meth, Meth is like the safety valve and so is Zub. Like he's a, he's kind of this, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll take the brunt of what you make up the ice, but you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll cover for it kind of guy. Uh, and by the way, I asked uh, Zub's agent for an interview, and I got back, Zub doesn't do interviews. So uh, we will continue to wait for <laughs> Artem Zub to come on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking – What's his contract right now? I, like, I'll talk him into it. He doesn't make that much. We'll get him in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just basically, he needs to get signed basically, soon. We basically just got him an extra million bucks a year by frigging – 
tell all these great things about him. He owes us. <laughs> I, feel, yeah. I feel like we got to break right, we'll him see. down a little yeah, well, bit. Let's break, let's break him down and get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, you better get on here. The value is going down. All right. Uh, we will work on that. Meanwhile, speaking of uh, Russian defensemen, uh, Nikita Zaitsev back for two games. Um, he was kind of Artem Zub before Artem Zub, and I know I'm going to get some hate mail for this, but uh, he at one point was an effective guy that wasn't very flashy and played a lot of minutes for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, we know that that's changed. Uh, Yorkie, I get to start with you again because it's still on the D. Did you notice okay. him in his last two games back in the lineup? I looked for him, and what I what I did notice what he just he played some pretty steady hockey. He just went out and did his job. Uh, I've always found he's pretty good on the penalty kill. That's one one thing that that, that Zaitsev does very well. I, I think is on the PK. He closes fast. He's hard on guys in front of the net, uh, and that's a position he he can succeed in. Uh, when when he gets into trouble now as a defenseman is. To me, uh, he's not the best at, at handling the puck and, and trying to make maybe a play in the middle that you have to make quick, a, a play that Zub can make regularly. Uh, Zaitsev's more of a guy who has to go up the boards, and that's fine. Just don't turn the puck over. Uh, I didn't see that at all, so I didn't notice him that much, which is a good thing. When you don't notice Zaitsev, it, it means he's had, a, he's had a nice game. So, um, yeah, he struggled early, guys. We all know that. He was taking so much heat. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing, when you're a team that's continually defending, you're in your own zone, you turn pucks over, when you're a guy like Zaitsev, you actually look a lot worse than you are because you never get to see the plays of, oh, look at that great pass, or look at him jump up into the play, or look at that other offensive play, because he doesn't have that in his game. So a defensive defenseman is going to look a lot worse when a team is losing, not to defend his player or anything, because he didn't play very well, but... Last two games, uh, total opposite. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, went out there and just did his job. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree like wholeheartedly. If you don't notice Z, it's a good thing. That's kind of where you go with that, right? Um, I, I played with Z. I love Z. Um, I, I love the guy. I love the guy that he did, that he is. Excuse me, in the room. Um, just, just a, like a like. And Yorkie would tell you, like a zero maintenance, zero maintenance guy, um, which you always want. But he just goes up, he just goes about his business. Doesn't matter what he's doing, what you know, what the day is. It doesn't matter. He's just there to work. Um, probably, like you said, took too much heat early on because guess what? When you're building through the D in the centers you know, it kind of gets exposed a little bit. Um, the switches don't change the, whatever it might be. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, he's made some unexcusable plays. <laughs> like he has, there's just no way around that. But um, I, I genuinely think he's a very, very good defenseman. I hate it going against him. Hate it going against him in practice. Like he's just one of those guys that you knew was going to work every day and he's going to work every night. There's just no way around the fact that he's going to work every single night. And um, I, I really want to see him turn it around. Like, I, what's he got, one year left? Yeah. One so what's wrong actually, is that, so yeah, yeah. his play? Not a lot. He's not going to give you much more than he's got. He's going to be a shutdown defender. He's going to move the puck up ice. Um, he's going to – he's – I mean, I don't know what's wrong. Um, I, I, I don't think he's been anything – 
less or more than you can give him. But he's a five six defenseman. He just happens to have a contract that like um, some guys mm. get contracts and they can't live up to it. <laughs> uh, I got gotcha. you. Never heard of that, eh? Um, uh, making too much money. I was never in that position. I was always underpaid, man. Hey, what's up, uh, Bobby? Okay, what's, uh, uh, I'm always. So was I, Bobby. What's? Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> says the guy. Says the guy with three houses. Um, anyhow, hey, how was? Uh... <laughs> Like, I, I'm always curious about guys in the room. You said uh, you got four houses. Uh, how is uh, Zaitsev in the room? Good, good guy, good dude. Because the Russian guys, all the guys I play with, are pretty quiet. Is he a guy who would speak up from now and then? <laughs> no. Um, you know the saying: like one Russian's great, two Russians is okay, three Russians is too many. Um, yeah. so, um, That's true. I, 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 it's so true. Um, you know, but I actually can say that um, every single time I would walk into the locker room, I was always one of the first guys there, you know, married, kids, whatever. You walk in, um, it's always the kids or the guys with kids there. I would walk in and Z would be the only guy in the room already checking his stall, already checking um, how to go about his business. I, I love the man. Um, doesn't say much just kind of goes about, like I said, goes about his business. Um, but one of the genuinely nicest guys that I've played with. Yeah. Wally, well, he's been, Bobby, uh, in, being in Ottawa for the last, since the start of the season, I know you're here. We're, we're talking about the noises, right? Stuff, and everyone tries to figure it out. And I always, I, I remember DJ as a player. And uh, when DJ played the game, he played really hard. He was a five, six, seven defenseman. He was up the boards, penalty kill. I always believe this because I coach now. The the coaches deep down inside love what they were, and they love guys like that. And it's 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 because uh, I everyone's why is DJ keep doing this? Why does he keep playing them? And not that he has a soft spot, but I honestly believe coaches do have. I don't know. Do you think there's something to that? The coaches kind of love the players that they were. It's it's kind of in them, and and uh, tough to get away from that. I think there's something there. What about you? I would think more so in this situation, but I but I would agree with that wholeheartedly. But I think more so in this situation, it's the guys that he brought from Toronto, like Ron Hainsey there the yeah. first year. Um, and Ron Hainsey was like our coach, honestly. That year, that year was a mess. Like that first year for DJ, and I was part of it. And then, but it was a mess. Like it was, it was, you know, we had people coming in and out. We'd, I don't even know how many call ups we had, but at some point, I think we had fifty call ups. You know, between guys coming in and out. Mike McKenna was our starting goalie. I love Mike McKenna, by the way. Um, oh, but you, you know, guy, at, yeah. at a certain point, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'll tell you another story of Mike McKenna, but I played with him his first year, my first year pro in Portland, Maine. And then 14 years later, we played together in Ottawa. Um, nonetheless, wow. I, I, I love him. But, but I think that coaches have a soft spot for guys that they've seen come up. And he saw Nikita yeah. because he was running a back end in Toronto for a bit. Um, so he saw him come up and he wants him to do well and has a soft spot for him, uh, for sure. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. Remember when he brought, uh, Guy Boucher in and then he brought that, who was that kid that he brought in the French Pyatt. kid? Oh my God. He's so bad. At no, not Pyatt. No, Pyatt. yeah, no, 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 no. no. Pyatt could play. Oh, who was the other Mac, kid? Mac, was it, was it, was it LeJoie, no. the defenseman? No, hang on. Uh, he wasn't, he wasn't French. Um, what are you talking about though? 
We call him the meatball. Yes. Dumont. Um, JP Dumont? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> oh, no, not JP Dumont. Hang on. But some kid that was so bad at hockey. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Somebody my right God. now is yelling at the screen. Yeah. 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 I remember that. He, that's what we called him in the locker room. He told us that was his nickname. And we were like, you're a nice guy, but you're so bad at hockey. <laughs> like it was, it was hard to watch. Do you know who I'm talking about, Wally? You're you're looking Wally's it up. Right search- now. I'm trying to. I'm He's frantically right searching for this. To... We got to know this name, man. Oh God, um, man! And he was such a damn it, dude. I love the time. kid. I. It's 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 more <laughs> so. It's more so. It's more so with GMs, though, guys. With general managers, once they draft a guy really high, that guy is gonna get. He's getting three, four, maybe five strikes. As long as that GM comes around another team, wow. that guy he drafted, he's safe. Everyone's got a guy like that. I told Wally, my, uh, yeah, I had a guy like that. P- Pierre Goche was my guy. He just kept, I just kept getting contracts because of him. You, find him you did. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's the guy. He played yeah. a few games, eh? Uh, 23. Hang on. Uh, yeah, I played 23, had one goal, one assist, was a plus two. I played with um, Guy back in the juniors. He was, like, so did yes, Hoffman. he did. And, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they played, the, I don't know if they played together or whatever, but, um, yeah, Guy just kept trying to sell me and Stoner on him being our linemate. And I, I'll never forget <laughs> it. Stoner is like, hey, I like everybody. I'm good to play with anybody because Stoner can make anybody good because – Nobody's asking to play with this guy. Like, 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 nobody's asking to play with so and so. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember I was hurt. I had uh, I had my second of twelve broken fingers or whatever it was. And him and I would like do the bag skates together. And this guy would just shut it down, like middle of the bag skate. So ah, I'm good for the day. And it would just leave me out there. <laughs> just just leave me out there. But he had a free pass from Gee. That's so good. No, you should have been nice. I'm to done. Me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're done. Where, where, where is Boucher right now? What's he doing? You got what's he doing, Wally? Is he doing TV or something? He's doing, he doing TV. RDS or something. Uh, yeah, he does art. I believe it's RDS. He won't come on the show. I've asked. Wow. Um, no, I, I, I called, I called him a couple of weeks ago too, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's got zero interest, zero. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I've, guys, never, I've you... never spoken publicly about the Sens, and I will not speak about them. Really? Come on. Time he, heals he, all wounds, He told it? me. So I'll, mm. I'll tell you, and I'll, I'll keep it brief, but um, Guy Boucher got through to me more than anybody that I've ever played for um, and got more out of me than anybody I've ever played for. I, I can say that. But he was – he was tiring for guys. I get that, but he was like analytical and logical, and just just like to do different things. So um, when he got fired, we were in Washington and we played the next game. And like Mark Borowiecki said, "Hey, we have to have this meeting because this is a shit show." Like our team was at that point, and anybody knows. And we were like, "Hey guys, let's just finish this year out." And then we lost seven two that night. Um, I'll never forget that. But. At the same time, I remember going to Guy's house and I had a six pack of his favorite wine that I called in and got like his favorite wine from somebody. 
left it on his door with a note that said, Hey, I just, I just, I've never done that for a coach before, but he was, he was genuinely the nicest person. Um, and one of the best coaches that I've ever had. So, uh, he kind of got the fallout, right? Because that team blew up, that team blew up right after we took a run. And, you know, I don't think he deserved that, but I, I loved him. I really did. Uh, when do you want to discuss that blow up? I remember uh, this, Bobby, this is I remember, only nine pages long. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> uh, I remember, uh, I remember when Boucher was coaching, uh, I forget what year it was, but I was, I was doing the color commentating for a game. It was out in San Jose. You guys weren't very good. And I'm talking to Boucher and he's like, yeah, Eric Carlson's like our only good D. He goes, we're, uh, we're not very good. <laughs> this is what he's telling me before the game. Before- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. You guys go out to play the game. I'm like, oh, okay. Was it on air? No, it was like it was one of those little conversations before the game, getting a little stuff for the game. And I'm like, well, I there's a couple of D I don't mind back there. Like this guy's not no, no, we're not very good. He goes, we're we're in tough here. I'm like, okay, I like your confidence going into this game. Like you're feeling good about things you know what, by those comments. I I love playing for him because he, he like he was. You know, we had a system that nobody nobody liked to play our system. Um, we all hated it, right? But it worked for us. And obviously it worked for us because of the run that we had. But um, before Stoner kind of like really, really became Stoner. Um, and, you know, Kyle Turris wanted to play the middle of the ice for. He come, I'll, I'll never forget. He comes over to me a couple times. He goes, hey, Bobby, we're not a very, we're not a great team, but we're a pretty good team. But let's just let's just win two to one, not three to two or four to three. And I was like, okay, you know. And then I think I think that he probably had that conversation with like seven or eight guys, and we all said, let's just do that. Let's just do that. Um, because if you if you win, you're all going to get paid, right? That's kind of the thing. I was already getting paid. I was like, I was like, yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you. Uh, did you- 
Bobby, you ever run in the Ron Wilson? Do you ever play for Ron Wilson? Or was he was he gone before you were playing? Uh, he was with us at the uh, Olympics in 2010, I think. Was he? Oh, oh God. Who yeah. was my 2010 so, Olympic coach on the U.S. team? I feel like that was him. Yeah. I, I no? think it, I think it was uh, Ronnie. I'm pretty so, sure you're right. I, yeah. Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie yeah. was Ronnie was my first coach when I was playing for it was it wasn't even it was Anaheim Mighty Ducks. So this is yeah. He would come in before the game. We were second year expansion team, and Ronnie was a beauty. It's like guys were, were playing the Rangers, and they were loaded. They had Leach, Messier, all these guys. He goes, "Our chances of winning aren't very good." He goes, "Let's go out. We'll do our duck. We'll do our we'll do our duck trap." And that was his pregame speech. And then he throws on a little video from the Mighty Ducks movie, and we watch it. We watch a two-minute clip of this Ducks movie. Then we go out and play the Rangers and just get spanked. But that was uh, – it was like we went into the game, and it was like, okay, yeah, we're not good. We're, we're probably going to lose. And uh, let's watch a Mighty Ducks movie. All right, boys. On three. Let's go. Oh, boy. Oh, look at that. Look at oh, that. I mean, that's a tough – that's a tough jersey, buddy. <laughs> so it's you know the what last it's year so bad it's good actually you know what i can get by with that but the last year that they had ever had the mighty ducks jersey like the mighty ducks before they changed into the anaheim ducks um was my draft year so i started playing hockey because of that movie swear to god um hand the god no that way. was how i started playing hockey yeah and then i got drafted by the anaheim mighty ducks and i have that jersey i actually i don't even know where that jersey is i gotta be honest with you um but i still have the anaheim mighty ducks draft jersey and then never got to wear it in the game but nonetheless i was the last first round draft pick that they've ever had in that and that's yeah that's my claim of fame nice Little history here on yeah, coming just a couple, on. just a couple of picks before Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, moving on. Uh, by the way, way I'm way behind. Uh, this show, as always, brought to you by Renfrew Pro. Uh, go to Renfrew Pro Tape. Uh, yeah, I should have had this done about a half hour ago. Uh, RenfrewPro.com. Yeah. The ones with the green core. Also, follow them on Instagram at Renfrew Pro. They usually have weekly giveaways of free tape, all kinds of stuff. RenfrewPro.com. They are the leaders in uh, hockey tape. Uh, and Chris Neal could probably use some because he used like a roll every time he put a shin pad on. Um, also, while we're at it, BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc. Go to BEI uh, and check them out for all your landscape needs. BonisherExcavating.com. Uh, give them a call, 613-432-1120. Also a reminder, they are hiring uh, BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Okay. Uh, now that that's out of the way, um, there's lots to talk about. We could go to, uh, you know what, by the way, one more thing about Guy Boucher, uh, because he does take some heat from players like Chris Neal, uh, other players that didn't always see eye to eye with, with Boucher, but that happens with all coaches. Uh, my kid's team, I don't know. He's probably like seven. They're going to the championship game. And I was like, Guy, do you have any kind of quote I could give them and read it in the room or something? And he ends up sending me, I think over a paragraph of, Go out, play hard. It stopped the critic that counts. It was really, wow. right? Like he was, he, he was really good. So yeah. uh, I printed. We ended up being printed off and given to all the kids. But uh, that was just something he took the time out of. And I said, I know you're really busy, but he he sent this quote along just so that you know th these kids went into this game thinking you know Guy Boucher wants us to go in. So I appreciate all that Guy Boucher has done. He was always very good to me. So uh, we will move on. Uh, the LA Kings in town tonight. Sens are now eight points back of a wild card playoff spot. I know people get excited, and then all of a sudden the next day, 
right? At one point they're five or six points and now it's back to eight and, and that stuff gets tough, but you do have to be somewhat pleased with the way they're playing four wins in the last five games. Like, are they out of that funk or is it just could be the next game? The sky's falling again. Uh, uh, Bobby, we'll start with you. From a fan standpoint, then I mean, one, they're one game away from the sky falling for sure. But um, I, I, I honestly, you always use that like November, mid-November, late November, sorry, Thanksgiving, the U.S. Thanksgiving is the place yep. to say, okay, if you're in the playoffs by then. But no, um, I, I think this team just kind of had to get their stuff together. Um, and they're starting to get there. And I think that they're starting to they're starting to know what they are as a team with an identity. Um, I don't think they're top two outlines and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they're top two lines. They're going to outskill anybody. Um, they really aren't, but they're, but their top four lines can roll. Does that make sense? Um, mm-hmm. I think that they're just, they're just getting there. Um, and then, I mean, obviously <laughs> you play the fourth line, sorry, uh, with spot duty, but uh, at the same time, you got you got three lines that can give you some offense. They're good. I, I I like the team right now. I like where they're at. I, I I mean we would like to see them a little closer for sure. But um I it's too close to say whether they're gonna make the playoffs or not. Um too much stuff can happen. They they're one injury away from being a disaster, right? But at the same time they're mm-hmm. they're only two injuries away from being very, very good. Yep, with I want to see. And I, I wanna, in that lineup. I want to yeah. see how they. I want to see how they play this next little stretch without Zub. If you're going to be a a, a, a a team that has a chance to win every night, you're going to have to be able to play with you have having some injuries. And the last time they had some injuries, they just fell apart. So now, this is a critical time for me to see what kind of team Auto is. Zub's out of the lineup for probably two three weeks. Let's see how they do tonight against LA. And let's see how they do in the next little stretch here because injuries are going to continue to happen for this team. And uh, I agree with Bobby. There were, this this team could be a, an injury away, which they are right now, from going back into a funk again. It's just they don't have the depth. And uh, I also look at those bottom two lines. When I look at the, the teams that win consistently in the NHL right now, on those third and fourth lines, they have some guys that chip in offensively. I, I know Joseph's been better the last few weeks. He's, he's starting to do some things for you. Uh, Brissard's had a few nice games here and there. But I, I'd like to see a little more offense. And I know it's tough because you need a long stick from the bench to put it in the net, as uh, Bob Hill and forwards will tell you. But I'd like to see Kelly. <laughs> he needs to start doing a few things. Kostelik. Uh, Mott, Mott was good early on. Um, you, you need those guys to chip in. Uh, Watson as well. Um, but I, I really want to see how they do with Ed But This is a very important stretch for them right now because uh, last time this happened, the, the, the team completely fell apart. Yeah, I would agree. I think that they um, – with, with Brass, and I and I played with Brass. I love Brass. Um, but I think that he's being relied upon more than what they thought. Um and you know he's been he's been everything from one seat to two seat to three seat like he's just been up and down. Um, so I don't think you're going to get a lot out of him offensively at this point in his stage uh, in his career. Excuse me. Um, but if you can plug him in with guys like Joseph and Mott, I think that 
you know, there's a chance there. I really do. But I don't know. I think we've elevated Pinto too much. Um, not yeah, not to say I that agree. he's not going to be a two C, but I I don't think he's he's not a two C, right? Like he's a no. he's a third line center, um, and then he had success early on, so everybody thought differently. But he's a third line center. There's nothing wrong with that. He's a very very good hockey player. Um, so you know, and then you and then you look at Kastelik and uh, sorry uh, Watson and Kelly. There there's zero offense coming there. I I I like both those players. Um, I, there's just zero, zero offense. So when you have to pretty much rely on three lines, right? Like to get you any kind of offense and you're elevating a guy like Broussard who is supposed to be your 13, 14 forward. I mean, you're, I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty heavy into the depth chart at this point. So, um, you know, it's top six heavy with a guy that's being relied upon a little too much in my, in my, in my opinion, in Pinto. So I, I don't know where it's going to come from deep in the, lineup but it's you know it's not going to come from now shabby playing with v and sanderson and harmonic like you i mean you you just got to hope that some guys step up right yeah i liked i i liked uh to, to your point there bobby i liked when they had pinto playing with joseph and mock i just find joseph and mock they play so simple that the pinto didn't have to yeah. complicate things it's like oh hey now all of a sudden i'm a top six so now i got to make sure i get yeah. the fucking to break it got to make because like, there's something to that with forwards, Bobby. You, you, you try and do too much uh, because now yes. I, I agree. I, I think it's too much for Pinto. Why not Broussard to me? I know he's he's older. I kind of like him when he plays with your top guys. He's got a good stick. He knows how to distribute the puck. I, I like that a little bit better uh, when I see Broussard up there. What about you? Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, I thought that when – and, you know, being a top six guy for a while uh, and Brass played with us for a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I, I love playing with him because he just kicked it out to the wings and drove the middle and then played like, you know, and then you can open things up from there. Um, he's you put him in any role that you want, but he's always going to be a little bit more off uh, offensive minded. That's just the kind of way he is. But um you know, taking it back from there, I loved Pinto in that role with Ma and Joseph. Like yeah, that, that's, me too, me too. you know, where, where he, yeah, where he saw all of his success early on um, was with those guys. And then, and then, you know, you, you know, he's elevated by nature at this point because it's, what else he going to do? Um, so I get it, but I, I, you know, I, I think, I think Shane, um, has has you know had success early and then has gotten a little bit elevated by, by what he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be that twenty five goal scorer that people are looking for. I just don't see that. Um, but Brass is a great stopgap. That's what he is. And when you're that injured, that's what he is. And just let him just let him play there. I people don't want to see him on the top six, but that's that's kind of what you're you're protecting Shane Pinto not for this year, but for the the years forward. All right. I, okay, then I'm going to ask you one question before we move on because I'm going to run out of time. And that is, if Shane Pinto is scoring nine, ten goals at this point, does he not get to play in a top two center spot while Derek Broussard has won two goals? Who's got uh, Who's got more goals in the last? Uh, well, he got Pinto. Here's the thing. Pinto had all that success early, guys, and. Yep. It was just, it was just, it was just clicking. It's just certain things work where it's, I, when I watch Mott and Joseph play, 
it's straight line hockey. It's north south. It's go to the net. You know the puck's getting chipped in. Whereas with Debrinket, he'll come over the blue line. There's a lot of pull ups. Try and try and let the let the play go by and hit guys late. Mott and Joseph don't play that way. And all of a sudden, Pinto now, who's still trying to figure out the league, is now changing his style. Uh, and you're not doing it deliberately. You're just trying to go out and play hard. But it's um, yeah. uh, it's. I think Bobby is a little better to speak with the forward situation on this one, but I know as a defenseman, when I played with different guys, your game kind of changes because, well, this guy can't do this or that. And all of a sudden it's uh, I'm telling you, man, it's everyone just assumes that, that, that Pinto is going to be able to do this right away. It's so hard to be a top six forward right away, let alone a center iceman. It's a lot to ask. So uh, yeah. I would, I would have on the, I'd have on the third line right now. I, that's just me. Oh, Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I don't disagree with a single thing that you said, except for uh, or except for um, agreeing with the fact that he is right now. And you have to remember, like I, I, this is not the season for the Sens. Um, I'm not casting them off, but I'm saying that this is the season where you're looking at guys like Shane Pinto to make a major step. Um, we already know the Brady, the Shabbies, the Bathurstons. Those guys have already done that. Stutzel has done that. This is a year where you're, I mean, you're finding out who's what outside of those guys. Um, and Shane Pinto is, I think, your best third-line center that you're going to have. Like, it's not going to get better. And he, you can elevate him, but I don't think he plays that well elevated. I think he plays better with, like, the guys that we said that are just straight north-south. Um, let him own the middle of the ice, and then you go three lines outside or three lanes outside of that. Does that make sense? um to you guys but, perfect sense you know, he's, perfect sense yeah he scored some goals um oh my god can he shoot the puck like like he can shoot the puck and you put him in the bumper roll give him some middle ice of time on the second pp the power killers um but at the same time yeah i just think i just think he's that guy that can that can you can plug and play but you don't want to you don't want to elevate him too quickly i don't think well when it comes to being santa he is a top line guy because Shane Pinto, uh, I believe it was yesterday <laughs> or on Sunday, um, the Sens looked like they had their annual team Christmas party uh, and he played the role of Santa. Uh, he said to uh, Ian Mendez, quote, it was cool to do that for the kids. I'm way too young, so I had to put a pillow in my belly. The one thing I struggled with was the voice. I have a, it's not a high pitched voice, but I can't get a deep voice. Uh, <laughs> So full marks to Shane Pinto for stepping up to be Santa. Uh, were either one of you uh, ever Santa, or do you have any of these team party Christmas stories? You know what, Yorkie, yeah. with my body fat percentage, I never, I never got there. I was just always slightly underneath. Uh, <laughs> no clue. And I, I honestly, we never did this. We made the young guys sing, you know, sing carols and stuff for the wives yeah. and the girlfriends and whatever it might be. But I, this is a first for me. So, um, you know, 15 years or whatever it was in the league. This is, I, I love this. I love this. Make a young guy get, get full into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, we always, yeah, we did the, we did the, we did the Christmas uh, rookie sing along where the, where the, where the rookies would have to sing. And we, we do the hospital visit, which was awesome over at Chio and around yeah. Christmas time. And, yeah. and we do the rookie sing, which was a tradition that the Sens have always done. I still love that. It's such, such a good day. Uh, such a good day. Um, do you know who dressed up? And this was actually after after I was done playing. Dono, as we all know, Bobby, Dono loves to dress up. 
uh, Donald dressed up. We were at a party one night. Oh, I wish I had a picture of this. He'd kill me if I showed it, though. He dressed up in this. He had this skippy little Santa suit on. He was dressed up in his bad Santa. <laughs> and he had everybody at the party sitting on his lap. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was classic Donald. The, uh, the, I, was, I heard uh, there were a couple of stories um, about green hands. I, there, were there green hands on that one? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there was green hands <laughs> yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Spez, uh, I know this. Spez painted his entire house white, like everything, you know, all over or whatever. And there were just green Hulk hands going all over the place. And I never played with Dono, but I, I'll never forget because I heard the story. Dono was walking out and was just, you know. <laughs> just free freewheeling green hands all over the all over the walls they woke up in Donald, the morning like Donald got us yeah <laughs> that was that was a that was a different party uh but donald's well man we got to get him on the show one of the best teammates so good at parties such a good team guy do you remember the skate uh it was the wally the send skills competition with, oh, with oh, the lap okay. sorry I, sorry <laughs> oh I don't no, think you were, no. you were, you, you were, you weren't with Ottawa yet. Donald, Donald did the speed skating no. and he wiped out into the corner. And then the next year, somebody came yes. out with a padded suit on. It was so funny. Oh my God. What year, when was that? So when I was, was coming back from, from multiple hand injuries, every time I would play, um, and I'll never forget one time, Chris Clark MacArthur was coming back that nobody knew about. Right. Um, Clark. Me, Dono, Chris Neal was was heard at the same time, um, and Alfie. So we would play five guys in a circle, you know, monkey in the middle kind of thing. And mm-hmm. we were just like, okay, well, you know, I would look around the table and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to beat Neal or I'm going to beat Dono. I'm going to beat, you know, maybe Alfie because he was doing the thing or whatever. It was always me and Alfie at the end. Like we had to make, because everybody had to get out. And Dono was the first guy out every time because he couldn't contain himself. When he got monkey in the middle, he would just run around in circles. And I mean, we did this for a month then because you know, I had a broken hand. Alfie was just one hand at playing for fun. Clark, he's coming back from a head injury. And then him and Neil are just fighting each other every time. I'll never forget <laughs> it. it was, and then that was the same year that it was the same year we made that run, right? Because Clark, he played a big part in that. But um, yeah. For, yeah, for yeah. literally four weeks, we played monkey in the middle, and Donna was the first guy out every time, every single time. That's awesome. Awesome. He's one of my favorites. I love that guy. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have your ugly Christmas sweaters yet, uh, but sure to get them. And if you don't, um, if you you guys saw the poster that was made for our show uh, on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, looked like the mm-hmm. Home Alone for, for coming in hot. That's done by Doodling Daryl. He does a bunch of our – uh, artwork so um there it is um so that's Darryl, done by daryl quinlan uh follow him on instagram at doodling daryl or you can go to his shop and get an ugly sense christmas sweater or the zoop t-shirt or whatnot but that is uh doodling daryl.com uh, we always thank him for all the artwork he does for us uh finally uh before we go uh by the way do you guys do ugly christmas sweaters should we have a show with ugly christmas sweaters i got a couple i just got a new one it says shit Shitter's full, and it's it's a picture of Clark MacArthur. <laughs> Swear to God. Okay. Okay, that'll work. I'm not going to wear it on Christmas vacation. Yeah. <laughs> never, 
come on this thing, he will never come on it. Um, and and Wally, you and I have talked about trying to get him on. He will never come on. He won't even answer a text. But I sent him a picture of that, and he sent me back a, a middle finger. That's that's all I got from him. That's that's See, yeah, how it. do we get him on the show? He he yeah. will not. Like, nope, nope. Has zero interest in talking to us, guys. I I feel I feel like if we could like reduce the glare from both of your foreheads, we'd have a chance. <laughs> you know, the guy, I'll the guy just sit here in the off. dark. Get that, get, you're going to take that hat off or what? Yeah. Oh, God, I can't. That. No, I can't. No, I can't. No, 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 no. I chopped it off and it didn't go well. I chopped it off and it didn't go well, guys. Uh, uh, all right, fine. We'll get, we'll get just, out of here. Just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, we have a special guest hopefully coming up on Thursday. Uh, if not, it's all on Bobby as his fault. Uh, so stay with us on Thursday. Uh, this show, as always, brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape. Go to renfrewpro.com. Uh, boys, I we will see you, uh, Yorkie. But oh, what's on the schedule for today, Yorkie? Like, is it a stroll on the beach with a fanny pack? Um, do you like have a straw hat? How do things go when you're your age? <laughs> there oh, it is. oh, we have home you know videos. Oh, it's awesome. Is that the elbow room? Yeah, right by the elbow room. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. These... Except it. they've got these little, uh, these little, uh, they're like golf carts with roofs. You take these things around Lauderdale. They're everywhere. They're called crickets. So me and uh, my wife, Laurel, have been going around. Look at that Christmas tree. That's the, uh, what do they call that? The number uh, right there. Elbow room's right there. There it is. But uh, we've been cruising around there on these is. crickets going uh cruising around fort Lauderdale. so that's the plan today we're gonna go probably rent some bikes today go to the beach and hopefully get a tan still working on that <laughs> He's gonna well good luck that spot right it seems there like it's corner. a lot of work. we're not we're not seeing him anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows the elbow room you know it what is, we so should, for those we who, should dedicate who a show know. to the elbow room that's fair because yes. it's right by the team hotel idea. Uh, where everybody stays. So by the end of the night, I know that the media would go out and the players would all go out for dinner and then the training staff. Eventually, we'd all end up at the same spot. Uh, we'd just find different spots to go sit. But the elbow room was always a general meeting spot yeah. for everybody. That's well, where I had my first Lagan Laganitas. <laughs> <laughs> what? I had to retire uh, from that. <laughs> that's... Uh, <laughs> they, well, Wally, that that elbow room, I just remember that. That was the night, this is a long time ago, where Jacques Martin hit in the lobby after the whole team went to the elbow room. He hit in the lobby to catch guys coming in after curfew. He was hiding behind a plant in the lobby and nobody saw him. And the next day we get that we, we lost. We, we fly back to, uh, to Ottawa. We had a curfew. The whole team, we made an executive decision. Whole team is going out. Whole team goes out. We're all out till whenever. Jacques went around the room after and had a cheat and went guy by guy and asked what time everybody got home at. We had this one beauty on our team. He didn't come home. He he basically came home the next day. And uh, when Jacques asked him, he goes, uh, what time do you get home? He's like, uh, and it, it was an afternoon game. So it was possible. He goes, uh, 8 a.m. Or sorry, he said 8 o'clock. He didn't say uh, 8 a.m., so Jacques looked at him. He didn't have him on the sheet because he never saw the guy come in because he never came back. So moral of the story, Wally, if you're going to miss curfew, 
Yep. Come home really, yep. really late because you're not going to get caught. Just don't come home. I'll, ma- don't I'll come make home. this quick, but the best coach that I've ever played for that, you know, I, I loved Mark Crawford, who was our assistant coach one time. And he goes, He's a beauty. Bobby, were you out late last night? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Oh, oh. He goes, Bobby, are you, were you out late last night? I go, no, no, no. no. He goes, for Christ's sake, sons. Get a newspaper, tuck it under your arm, and walk past me. <laughs> like, just try harder. I was like, oh, okay, okay, deal. That's it. Get a newspaper, put it under your arm. I was like, yeah, I got nothing to say to that. It was one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> Good call. Um, uh, by the way, no. I used to deliver Mark Crawford's newspaper when uh, he played in for the Fredericton Express in the AHL. No way. I, I absolutely love them. I, I love them. One of my favorite people ever. Yeah. I always told him he was a terrible tipper. Um, all right, boys, uh, <laughs> beat it. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. That is coming in hot. Uh, take care. See you, fellas. <laughs>